up, listeners? You have clicked on another episode of The Spinoff Show. And on this particular episode, I have on a friend of mine that I've made a friendship with through the power of podcasting. So this guy is an amazing 3D uh, ZBrush artist. His name, he goes by his Dope Pope. He's built up quite a following on Instagram. You can find him on Instagram at Dope Pope. I'll replace the O's with zeros. You can check out a lot of his work. I've actually become friends with him through this podcast um, and through going to G-Fest every year, which is a Godzilla festival convention that happens every year in Chicago. So through the power of podcasting and through going to that festival, I met uh, Mr. Dope Pope, and uh, he's a fantastic guy. I'm in a daily chat with him with some other Godzilla nerds, and I've been wanting to have him on my show. Uh, And with the recent release of Godzilla King of the Monsters, it was a perfect opportunity to bring on a guy that does a lot of work in uh, bizarre creature and character design. He does has a lot of Godzilla pieces out there, a lot of different kaiju pieces out there. But um, he doesn't only do Godzilla stuff. He delves into a bunch of other pop culture monsters and uh, things along those lines. He's a fantastic artist, like I mentioned, but he's an even better guy. And I really enjoyed my conversation with him. Check out the great and powerful and talented Dope Pope. This is the Jock Spinoff Show. Dope Pope, you're back. What's up, buddy? (laughs) Hi. How's it going, man? (laughs) <laughs> or just me. It's just me right now, but everyone yeah, else will listen later. How you What's doing, up, man? man? I'm good. I'm good. How, you out still on the East Coast? Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Going through and through over here. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. You have such a great <laughs> voice. Now, see, that's funny because last week was all about great voices. Yes. And you, you were talking about people with great voices. And I was thinking, wow, my voice is so shitty. This I can't I can't be the next one after her, <laughs> after Ren. That was a great show, by the way. Did you like that? I did. I, I had a, it was very interesting. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, for more than a few reasons with it. Yeah. I she mean, was it, very interesting. And you guys were really funny together, I thought. Yeah, it was interesting, too, for me. Because, obviously, uh, I had uh, I'd done a show with uh, this a guy named Jason Dutch. And uh, he's been on our show, and I've been on his show. He's from Voice from the Underground podcast. Yeah. And he messaged me. He goes, hey, you should have this girl on, Ren. I've had her on my show. She's a phone sex person, provider. Uh, and then within like that day, she emailed me. I was like, hey, I heard you want to talk to me. Um, so we like emailed back and forth. And then I uh, messaged or I, I Skyped with her, just audio, for like five minutes. And I immediately was like, oh, man, like she's got quite a personality. Um, yeah, she absolutely does. It's, it's, it's so, but, but then other than that, I hadn't really talked to her. So then when I, when I was about to record the show with her, not that I was, uh, nervous, but I was just more or less, I don't know where this is going to go. Like, I don't know right. if she's going to do a bit the entire time. I don't know if she's going to like, like we're going to have phone sex. Like what, what's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> it seemed, it's at a few points. It seemed like that's where it might be going. Right. And I was, I was curious, like if you were going to take it there or if she was, but I think it was perfect just the way it was. It was yeah. Just no, enough, I, I didn't want to have, how screwed up would that have been if it went there? I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't have let it go there. I, I would have, 
I don't want I don't want it to ever devolve into a into a show where um like we're doing a bit, you know? I yeah, want it to be yeah. like even if I have like for instance if I have a comedian on or something, you know, they can tell a couple jokes, but I don't want the whole show to be jokes. And that, that's the same thing with with her if if I'm talking to a phone sex person. Right. I don't want it to be this whole flirty <laughs> thing the entire time. I just want to, we just, it, we're just talking. It absolutely wasn't, but I don't know if you, like you were able to hide it if you wanted it to come out more or if you were <laughs> purposely keeping it down or whatever. I, I mean, I, you know, I was definitely being nice and flirty, flirty, but I wasn't yeah. trying to make it, you know, get too raunchy unless it, unless it was just a conversation about being raunchy, but I didn't do want you, it to turn it that way. Do you do a lot of like, um, editing to these shows after the fact like did you have to go in there and cut a few piece, pieces out of I, because there was too much i do zero editing for, well first off imran edits the show but he doesn't i tell him we're not editing anything like it's literally oh, just, just keeping it in everything is just happens the way it happens so well, i don't like would there be a situation where you're like holy shit i have to cut this out and what do I'm, you think that would be oh man i mean it, it's one of those situations where you know it when you when you when you probably I, yeah, say it yeah i guess you would probably, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what that line would be. Um, I mean, I, I don't personally want to talk about where I work. So if that comes up, uh, okay, okay. You know, yeah, then I I, I'd probably. You know, that was be one of the questions I wanted to ask you. I have, I don't know that side of you, but that's yeah. okay. You don't have to. It's, I'll tell you off a, the record. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I, I just don't, you know, like it's one of those things where I'm not, where we, we do actually now make a little bit of money off this show, which is nice. It's not a ton. Um, but I'm no, not, good, you dude. know, I'm not able to quit my job and do this full time. Right. Um, so, you know, any, anything can be isolated and twisted. So I just rather not have that go back to my employer. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. I, I won't push that, but I <laughs> well, was curious about it though. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I can tell you off the record. It's one of those things too, where, I mean, we've done, including my, this spinoff show, we've done like almost 300 episodes so there's you know you figure yeah, each show yeah you figure each show is an hour to two and a half to three and all that's and you guys never missed a week right yeah we barely you know we i sometimes miss the weeks and rug boy and sure, ron sure. will do it but for the most part i'm on everything so there's you know seven eight hundred hours of me talking out there you know i'm bound to have wow, said something crazy. that could be isolated and be cut up into a way that makes me look bad oh but. well yeah i mean that goes without saying for just about anything out there at this point right right but for the most part you guys are pretty chill like you don't yeah we're pretty don't chill bash nah we, 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 we <laughs> don't we don't rug boy does a little rug boy does but we, we don't get too far on the end or it's you know we're not we're not discussing controversial things at the end of the day for at least the jock and nerd is mostly just pop pop yeah. culture stuff and then this this show can be a little more you know we can get into some stuff if we need to um, but I try to stay pretty neutral I, and I try not to, I try not to get, you know, I am actually in general, I am pretty neutral on most things. I'm more here just to learn. So I don't have, yeah. I have my opinions on things, but I'm more here just for the guests to give their opinion and then have a you know, chat about something, anything. Yeah. It's really cool that you have this opportunity to do that because it's a great idea. I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan all the time too, but yeah, he's he my gets, inspiration, man. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the opportunity to talk to people all different walks of life and, and just pick their brain and just have a conversation. It's really, it's really cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, well tell it people, I know you've been on jock and nerd before, but tell everybody, you know, just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do and all that crap. Uh, I am a Z rush artist, a 
creature. Are you fixing something with your hands right now? Oh, you hear that? I'm sorry. About that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fiddling with the 3D printed thing that I, there you go. I have on my table. So yeah, it, it was it was a visual aid for those who can't see shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I do I do create monsters in ZBrush, and and now I'm starting to get paid for it. So it's a wonderful life for me because <laughs> it's what I was born to do, and only now am I getting the recognition for it or the opportunities that i always wished i had explain what zbrush is because i i I know what it is just because i've had you on the show but before ever meeting you i would have not known what that was it's a it's a 3d modeling software but it's more sculptural than say a box modeler like maya or something where you're just uh starting with a square and, and like adding adding a grid and pulling squares out and it's very mathematical and very palette intensive this is you just blob a piece of clay in the center and you start sculpting it as you would if you were doing it with real clay in front of you wow it's very creative i find it to be more more so than the other ways have you ever done it in real life not so much no Uh, Mm. here and there picked up some clay and dealt with it in school i had to do it a couple of times and for fun i did it a few times but no, I don't even know what what I I thought I would be good at this, but I just felt I just loved what I was seeing online mm-hmm. of people using it and the results they were getting, and I I just said to myself, I got I got to learn that. That's mm-hmm. I got to I got to get my hands on that, and I did, and I never looked back. And how long ago was that? Uh, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. So, yeah, it's I mean time's flying, so it's a good a good chunk of years now. Man, it wasn't it wasn't that great when I first started, but uh, by, uh you learn I learned so much in just a short amount of time. I mean, you are uh, your stuff is really good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you I, very then, much. then again, I don't I, you take my opinion with a grain of salt, just because I don't see a lot of other ZBrush stuff. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm not in the industry enough to know you know what's good or not. But well, your stuff you, is really impressive yeah, to me. I'm glad you think it's good, regardless, because that's important, you know. Uh, but thanks, thanks for that. And I, I'm always trying to learn something new. Always trying to get out of my comfort zone and, and see what else I can work on. So you, you mentioned some. You mentioned something that you were like, "This is what I'm." You said something along the lines that this is what I'm supposed to do. It's like what I'm meant to do. Like when yeah. did you when did you realize? Are you first off? Are you referring to ZBrush specifically? Oh no, I was referring to uh, art, like making monsters, making monsters. Okay, like designing characters and monsters because that's i've always been that person since i'm a kid like Mm -hmm. a little kid drawing on the insides of library books you know those pages that are white drawing on those things and never never stopping that Mm -hmm. and now i now zbrush just actually gave me uh an ability to do it better than i've ever been able to do it before Mm-hmm. exponentially better which really it's just absolutely rejuvenated my creative ability and my creative motivation more than anything it has before that and and i really really uh i owe a lot to zbrush for that reason mm-hmm. and, and you've been doing this since 2013 and one of the the big things i noticed you know besides how awesome your work is is that i mean you've built up quite a following <laughs> especially on instagram I mean, you got right now. It says twenty eight thousand one hundred followers. Yeah. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I really, I it baffles me 
so much, to be honest, because I used to think, you know, no one gives a shit about what I do. Mm -hmm. And I still kind of think that, you know, but (laughs) clearly this is not the case, though. uh, Yeah, I guess not. Well, when I'm saying, hey, I got something for sale. (laughs) uh, It's you think that twenty eight thousand followers would buy it. Yeah, mean (laughs) a lot of money. And, you know, sometimes sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful for anybody who, who feels the need to follow and likes my work enough to stick around, and I love it. It's great. I love the feedback I get. And and I think it's it's motivating, too. Like, you see all these people that care about your work, so let me just keep posting. I want to keep posting and, and keep uh, showing what I'm doing. And I love that. I love that aspect. It's definitely giving me a direct line to who cares about what I care about. Mm-hmm. So it's important for me. Is this, Has it been just organic, like, you didn't really do anything. Did you like, did something happen where it was overnight you got, you know, thousands of followers or were just this organic natural growth? It's it's like a combination. It's uh, sometimes it's quiet. And then one, an image I posted a year ago, someone will just post it on their account that happens to have a million followers. And uh, overnight I'll get 6,000 new followers. And that's happened so many times. And yeah, that's basically how I grew I didn't buy any of these followers. That's for sure. And, like I'll, I just don't see the point in doing that. No, but I mean, you'd rather have it be organic, natural. Yeah, it's got to be. I just feel so pathetic buying followers. I can How see you- if a, a larger company has to go ahead and do that, you know. But to me, it's mind-boggling that I started, How does that work? started you- with one follower and then we got up to twenty-eight thousand. How does that work with buying? Do you know about that? Does no, that- I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, I just really I didn't. I knew it was not going to be something I would ever do, but I know people do it. I just I just don't understand it at all. Like, I, I, congratulations, you have you have a great big number up there, but none of it's real. It's all a lie. Mm, yeah. And like, those people don't interact with you. They don't comment. You know, or, or if they, I don't know. Maybe there's an algorithm now that they send you fake comments. I, I don't know how it works. I really don't. <laughs> clearly. But, yeah, but that would be, I mean, what does that what does that achieve? It just gives you. I guess that, that false sense that you know, you're you've made it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the you know the whole Instagram thing yeah. is if it, it gives you the sense of if people come to my page, they'll know they'll know right away that I'm yeah. credible because I don't have I have more than a thousand or followers. You know, I have a, a number that's impressive. I mean, your 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 number twenty eight thousand. When I saw that, I went, I don't know anybody. I don't know anyone else that has that many followers. <laughs> I, I know a lot of I know a lot of good looking women that don't have that many followers. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, you know what it is? It's it's I post Godzilla artwork and I post, yeah. you know, Marvel comics and DC stuff and, and that stuff goes viral and people like that. They like that. And it's hot and, stuff. Yeah, it's 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 fan it's it's uh, fan art. People love that. And people come to it. And that's mm-hmm. why if if I was posting just random generic monsters or original content, I guarantee you I wouldn't have a number nearly that that high. It's mm. the fact that I'm posting Godzilla. It's 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 that kind of stuff. And I don't want to belittle my own work, but it, it's definitely that. Like uh, there's people in the industry that blow me away that have like not even 500 followers. You know, and mm. I'm not going to say I'm great because I have 28,000 and. It's, but it is kind of nice. It's validating oh, yeah. in, it, in its own way because I'm not in the industry as as fully as I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that. Every day I try to get in deeper and deeper. But, you know, I guess once you're there, then you don't have to worry about what people think because you're already there. And, yeah. You know, you got that. You had mentioned that you're now starting to see, like, some wins off of this stuff. 
Um, are you doing this full time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it is a relatively new development, but I, I used to be a photo retoucher for like a decade mm-hmm. uh, working, working at, with Q studios in New York city there for, for like between 2000 and 2010. And then I started freelancing from 2010 till right now. But then the, the photo retouching stuff kind of withered out and got replaced with just the ZBrush work. And that was about two years ago. And that was a huge step for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and not having to rely on the retouching anymore to pay the bills and just full-time ZBrushing freelance, whatever comes my way. And I don't even solicit, I don't, you know, I don't look for work. It's all found me really and to be able to do it, you know, pay, pay your rent and bills and, not have to rely on anything else but that and it'd be overwhelmed with jobs that you have to turn some down sometimes so it's uh it's been great that's awesome yeah that's it's just a beautiful thing i mean now at that point it's not even i mean it's still work but it it doesn't feel like you know it doesn't feel like the the work in the traditional sense where you're doing a job that you really don't want to do Oh man, I've had so many of those where I <laughs> dread, dread, like that feeling of dread that I don't want to do it anymore. Right. And it's a, it's miserable. Like, who wants to spend their life like that? You're absolutely right. I, I love what I'm doing now. I'm so happy to be doing it and I'm doing it on my own terms, my own way. It's just, I can't even imagine having to go like, like, <laughs> like a, if I had to, a nine to five or however it used to be, you know. How many, how many projects are you juggling at one time? Uh, it could be like five or six. Is, and is that a lot? Yeah, I mean, from one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, that's, from I mean, one person? No, oh, oh no, for no, no. one person. For, for one person to work on six jobs at the same time, that's, yeah, I would say that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I thank, thankfully, the, these jobs are like the deadlines are not so harsh. So I could, uh, inst- I don't want to compromise any one job so that the quality goes down or anything. Right. So I'm right. able to like do work on one and then show them that. And while I wait for feedback, I get on the next one. And it's a lot of juggling and a lot of time management, but it's so far so good. Well, I, I want to bring this up early so that we can either get this out of the way or talk about it. But I heard there was a little bird in my ear that mentioned you were uh, talking talking to some studio, maybe. Maybe a, a studio that produces Godzilla films. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rhymes with dairy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I... I'm not allowed to really talk about that. Okay. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. This is legendary, <laughs> right? That you can neither confirm nor deny. I can't, yeah, I can't confirm nor deny. All right. Um, but it's really cool. <laughs> whatever, whatever, it's very what, exciting. Whatever may or may not be happening right, is exactly, really cool. Exactly. Okay. It's really fair cool. enough. It's very fair exciting. Enough. Let's just, let, I just wanted to make sure we, we talked about that. If we could, if we can't, then I wanted to get it out of the way so that anyone yeah. that maybe knows you personally and is like, is he doing something for them? We can just, we can knock <laughs> that out so that they're not wondering why I didn't ask you that early. Uh, so Yeah, that's great. And I will I'll be more than happy to talk about it further with you when I'm actually able to. Yes. Uh, but I, I know it, I, I, did, I did have the opportunity to visit Legendary Studios back in January. Oh, wow. And I get that. That's where the speculation started. Cause I did post a picture and said, Yeah, hey, you did, you know, look at me. <laughs> cause, cause who wouldn't do that? I mean, no, of course, yeah. as long as, as long as you don't, 
as long as there's no sort of legal ramification for doing that, I would no, I would 100% do that. It was it was such, such a great experience, man. When I walked in, there was you know, Godzilla posters everywhere, Pacific Rim toys everywhere. It was just like this is heaven. Well, where where <laughs> is, is our studio? It looked like my fictitious <laughs> alternate dimension place to live. Are they in, in LA? My, my home. Are they in LA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I think Burbank. Burbank. Great. Right. Right. That's where they film a lot of stuff. Well, um, when people, okay, I'm going to get back into those, like when you're doing, so you're doing commissions for people. Yeah. Yeah. Do So people want you to do exclusively the ZBrush stuff, right? For the most well, part. Whether or not they want me to do that, that's what I'm doing. Like okay. If they, if they, yeah. I'm just doing ZBrush. Uh, and, and then from ZBrush, I could either make 3D prints uh, or to have that turned into toys or just render out 2D artwork. So even if they don't know or care if I'm using ZBrush, they just want a cool piece of art, I'm doing it in ZBrush. Got it. Yeah. So Do you see a lot of people taking your work and turning into a, a 3D, like an actual toy? Yeah. Lately, that's it's been a ton of what I've been doing. Jeez. There's, a, there's a lots of toys out there now that I, that I worked with uh, people to do you, do you know what the cost is on turning your work into a toy? Or is um, that up to I each individual I, person? I don't know. I don't know concrete figures, but I do know that it's it's up there. It's expensive. I, mean, I work with Titanic Creations often and I, I've done quite a few monsters with them already. And I know he he lays out a lot of money to get this stuff done. Mm. And uh it's like thousands on top of thousands. Oh wow. Of <laughs> yeah, it's but, like sixty thousand, I think he said it, it costs to make to, to make a a dinosaur or a, or a kaiju like one toy no not one uh to do the run of like uh, a thousand i guess but still they won't do like a really small run and the, yeah maybe the prototype does cost like twenty thousand to mm, do that wow. one to, to that to do that one to see what it looks like and then and then move on from there as an additional sixty thousand do they do they involve you in the process of the toy, like making the actual toy? Or are you done once you create the ZBrush 3D? I don't even know what you call it. Yeah, it's it's just a model. Yeah, I think I give them. I don't create like if it's going to be articulated. I don't do the joints or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they take what I worked on and then from there they they run with it. And yeah, I'm not so much involved in like any of the making of it afterwards. The actual mm, creation of the toy. Got it. And you know, honestly, I don't know if I could be. I w- I'm very interested. I would love to be there and see how it's done, but I, I would probably it would probably take up so much time, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be able to do that next job that it was like waiting in line for me to work on. Mm. Um. I oh, another thing I got to bring up, and again, can, you can confirm, you can deny, you can yeah. do some. I heard you were working on some sort of X plus toy. Oh, that that I can say. That that's, you can say that's out there. Yeah, I were I did a I did an Iris for X plus the Gamera monster. Yeah, Iris. Gam- Gamera three. Who? Yeah, I'm, I don't know how many people. Well, actually, with the, your fans will probably have watched Gamera three, but the, oh, yeah, the main sure. I, I would they'd say the mainstream audience in America maybe what one percent. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> one's seen Gamera Iris. three. Who Iris is? Yeah. But I know who Iris is. So yeah, I think anyone who's listening because. Because they they know me, and they definitely are kaiju fans, and they right. know Iris. But yeah, I would say most people wouldn't know what the hell an Iris is. They would think it's a flower, <laughs> which <laughs> it is as well, of, part of the eye, right? But yeah, I did an Iris for them, and then I did an Orga for them, which I was thrilled that they called me back to do another model. 
And uh, or for some reason, Orga is almost finished and ready to ready to to be in stores. And and Iris is I haven't seen or huh. heard from her, <laughs> but it's I'm told she's being uh, produced. So I it's just how did they find you? I got an email from them at random. Okay. Do you want to do Iris for us? And I was like, hells yeah, I do. <laughs> so yeah, they just reached. They, I think they said they found me on ArtStation, which is wonderful. That's amazing. So that's just it's a testament to uh, social media, right? As, yeah, there's. As, I was gonna say there. It, this maybe even what five six years ago. I don't know when Instagram blew up, but I mean this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't have happened this easily, at least. Absolutely, it's it's. It gets a bad rap social media for like turning everybody into uh, materialistic zombies and like uh, selfie selfie right. people and stuff like that. But the flip side of it is like when you're really trying to get get seen and promote yourself, you cannot do without it. And it's the, I, I, without this, I don't know if I ever would have got any of these jobs. And I, I was just gonna say, you, with, without this, you'd probably be still working a job that you didn't want to do, right? Like, yeah, I don't, you know, would you would really you be sad. able to do commissions? Full time without social no, media? No, of course not. I, right. Absolutely not. I don't even know. You're right. I'd be stuck somewhere doing something I hate. No, this would just be a hobby for you. Yeah, it would actually. I would be doing it for sure, but it would be a hobby. But where would I be posting all these pictures? It'd be like just me looking at them. Right. It's you, crazy though because we we didn't have the internet like in the '90s, and I was still drawing. <laughs> I guess I drew a picture and I was the only one who ever saw it. I was years. just going to say, the, <laughs> the only people that would see your work would be if you, you know, you showed it to friends or you took right. it to a con. And and even like, that seems so outdated now. Like if you, you went to a con, let's say social media didn't exist. You went to a con, you're like, man, this is my big shot. I'm going to go to this con. A lot of people are going to see me. What? A hundred people see you? Two <laughs> hundred people? You know, but the, and then yeah. they see you and then unless they talk about you. It's done. That interaction right. that never happens again. It's, but with social media, this 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 is seen forever and ever. You know, unless for some reason the the Chinese take over our internet. Um, <laughs> you know, I like, was just watching that on Vice. I'm like, oh man, I hope they don't do that. <laughs> but you know, like this is so. That, I mean, there is a lot of good stuff to social media. There's the you know, like as you mentioned, all the the negative connotations, and there's a lot of that. But th- this has made your career. Yeah, one hundred percent. I can't. I'm, I can't even think about. I don't even have clients that I've met. You know, they're, I, they're in other states and other right. countries. I, I've never seen them or spoke to them. I just it, just emails, and they see my work online, and then they contact me, and I'm doing doing the job. And we never we never meet. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I would love to meet all of them because they're all wonderful people. After dealing with them over and over, they're very cool. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, you know how many commissions I've done that without the internet would be impossible. impossible. This is just—it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it, yeah, like if you're an aspiring artist, you have to you have to have an online presence. You just and don't you're, worry about likes and followers. Just keep putting your stuff. Right. Up. It's just for you. It's not for them until it is for them because you've made it. Like you—they you, just respect what you're doing and how much you care about it right right yeah you definitely i mean you're missing out if you don't if you're an artist and you're not posting your stuff online in my opinion i mean unless you know unless it personally is just for you um but i mean great if that's what it is yeah if that's what it is but if you're if you're if you want to see if this can go somewhere online is a great presence yeah Uh, absolutely i was gonna ask so the just so we can plug the orga and the iris when those do come out um, 
what toy company is that? How can people find them? I know it's X Plus, but I actually don't know that much about X Plus other than when I see a G Fest. As a Godzilla fan, X Plus has been like synonymous with really high end, like detailed collectibles that are beautiful and must haves, but they're expensive. Mm -hmm. So I only have like a handful of them over the years. Like I have a a Giron and a Jiger Mm -hmm. that I love. From Camera. Yeah, 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 they do really good stuff. There's so many I want now that I just don't have any room in my apartment for them, and I can't afford them anyway. So, <laughs> just think. <laughs> I know. I remember going to G Fest last year. This is Godzilla Fest in Chicago, um, and discovering the X Plus. And I didn't buy it at the time because I was like, "Oh man, that's a lot of money." But I was just like enamored with them. I was like, "These are fucking beautiful." Like <laughs> these yeah. things, these yeah. things. And but the thing is, they're expensive and they're they're huge. You know, and you want to almost keep the box too. Oh, for sure. So I was, I was just going to myself. These are expensive, and I don't have the space for them. But if I ever become filthy rich and have a room where it's just like my 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 crap, I'm gonna buy all the X Plus. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've thought of that myself a million times. You probably need more than one room, though. Yeah, there's so many of them. They, and they need to be displayed. Like it's one of those things yeah. where you buy it. It's a beautiful piece of work. That's something that needs to be displayed. That doesn't yeah. just go in your closet and live there for the rest of your life. Right. You want to be able to walk around it and right. see it from a distance. You, you want to be able to show it off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. There's so many, there's so many that I want. Never oh, went, they're now, all so good. Now that I do 3D though, I, I, I feel like, you can just make you your know own. What? I'll just make my own. Yeah, exactly. There was I was at a show this weekend and they had a Godzilla the storyboard Godzilla vinyl. That's it's it was one thousand dollars and thank God it was because I would have bought it if it wasn't. Oh my God! If it wasn't one thousand, I would have bought it. But it was, and I wanted that thing so bad. A thousand dollars! Oh my God! And I just said to myself, you know what? I'll make my own. I'll just make my own. I don't know if it'll be vinyl, but I can make my own and three D print it. Yeah, right. It won't be worth a thousand dollars, but it, it it'll be what I want to look at. Right, 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 right. But there's something about like, I know I made it, so it's not as exciting to me. Right, because I made it. Like I don't, I don't keep my work on my own walls. I don't. I'm not inspired by my own work. I'm inspired by other people's work. So right, right. I don't uh, want to look at my stuff all day. I just looked at it all day. I don't look at it all night. <laughs> That the way I can relate to that, and I've said this numerous times, but the way I re- can relate to that is people will go, man, you, you do a lot of podcasts. Do you listen to yourself? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> you never listen to your shows after? I don't listen to them, no. That's I don't funny. Li- I, don't, I mean, I'll listen to little clips here and there, um, yeah. but I don't go back and listen to my entire show. The only time I've ever done that is the first ever episode because I thought that was cool. And then after that, I was like, I've lived it. I don't, you know, right. I'm, not, I'm not like as you just said. I'm not inspired by myself talking. Yeah, I'm inspired by other podcasts and what they do. And and you know, I don't, I don't want to devolve all my time into just listening to myself. That seems kind of narcissistic. <laughs> you know, but I thought maybe it could be uh, you're trying to hone your skills. You want to hear? I, I have where, done that. You know. I do. So I, the thing I need to get rid of, and I, I'm working on it, but it's not been getting any better. Is I try to not say like as much, although I oh. still say it. I must have said it a thousand times already. It's, it's so natural. It's but yeah. when you think about it, you go like, and you're you're thinking to yourself, "I sound like a valley girl." Yeah, yeah to, to anyone listening right now, yeah. I'm really, really sorry for all those likes so far. And I do and a lot of be ums. A lot more. I do a lot of ums too. So mm-hmm. those are things I try to work on. But I mean, we're having a conversation. Whatever. I, I'm not going to try to be super proper. But if if it's something where I I, I can avoid saying it 
as many times as I do, then that's what I'll, I've tried to work on. Right. Work that's on. what I wondered if you could go back and post and just delete those likes and you, ums. You can. You <laughs> it, can definitely it might do sound that. weird, though. Imran sometimes will edit that stuff out, but then it's just a lot, very labor intensive. And for yeah, my, yeah, that's going to take all night to do. Yeah, and for my show, I don't want him to have to do more work than necessary because he's getting nothing out of it other than just posting it. Yeah. He, he just He's a nice guy, and he likes doing that stuff, but <laughs> I don't want him to have to edit my entire show. So that's another reason why this show is just unfiltered conversation and you know the only time i've ever had to edit it is if i say something like that's factually incorrect so like something stupid like i mispronounce someone's name or something like that then i'll edit that out but oh, okay. other okay. than that yeah, really that makes, i've that's, had that's yeah. respectful though yeah, yeah yeah i've really never had the show edited um the i was gonna bring up though the only times i actually like listening to myself is i'll be going home late at night and uh I'll uh, I'll like be at my place and I'll have I've had a few beers or something so I'm a little tipsy and I'm eating and that's when I throw on my podcast <laughs> just because that's the time when I feel like I'm ad- admiring myself I'm like wow this is awesome that I have a podcast uh, yeah you just like I'm like uh, that's when I'm again. like happy yeah, yeah right yeah. You, you know just you, you could say like who gives a shit man <laughs> no but you're kind of happy with your life and you're listening right. to like you can't believe that you're doing something you've always wanted to do. What, what that's, do cool. that's cool. What I'll do is I'll go back to each spinoff show and I'll just play maybe 20 seconds of each show with the the guests talking and I just go back and I admire I'm like, damn, I've had a lot of cool guests on. That, yeah. That's the only thing that I do. That's the only times I actually listen back. Like now that you're doing this, who who would be like a dream get? Who would you oh man, to I would love to out? talk. I would love to talk to anybody. Um, Man, that'd be There's no a dream get. There's no one that you... you like I wish I could have this guy right now, or girl even. Uh, no, I mean guy or girl. You know the, the I'd love to have on. Huh, let's see here. Every time Rogan has so that, here's the thing. Every time Rogan has someone on, he discovers someone that I'm. I go, I'd love to have that person on. And but before that, I didn't know that I would want to have them on. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's one of those things where he discovers people that I go, oh geez, that's that person sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't. You know, I'm not celebrity obsessed. At all, like, I don't, right. I, I don't really care. Well, it wouldn't have to be a celebrity; it could be someone who's important to you, yeah, someone I, you're very interested in. I would love to have on, you know, some sort of, um, like people that were like marine biologists or um, more scientists or more people that yeah. were doctors. I would just love to have on really smart people. I had on one time uh, Adam Morris, who's an environmental scientist, and that guy was talking circles around me, but I enjoyed it because he's just so fucking smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, those, so I, those are those great shows. Those are very interesting shows. Right. right. So my, my dream gets are people that are just really smart. <laughs> That's no cool. one in particular. Cool. When I listen to Joe Rogan there, he, I mean – he, he does a show a day, does he? Or a couple of times a week? Sometimes he'll do two in a day. That's, that's nuts to me. But he'll he usually does, throw he, out three he, or he four does, in a week. He does have a lot of MMA fighters and, and stand-up comedians. And as I, 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 don't, I can't listen to that many MMA fighters and that many stand-up comedians. Yeah. But, so I, I do tend to skip a lot of his, of his shows. Mm-hmm. But then when he does have that science, a scientist on or, or somebody – outside the realm of MMA or stand-up comedy, then I will listen to those, and I always love them, you know? And I think he's wonderful. He's just really, really good. And I'm sure he's great talking to those MMA fighters and the stand-up comedians, but I can't... I'm not in that world, and I can't... It won't hold my interest for too long. Right, right. So I won't just go and listen to it just for the sake of listening to it. I'd rather uh, 
go somewhere else and listen to something else. No, I agree. I mean, his shows are meant to be picked and choose, like pick and choose. You're not supposed to listen to everything because no one has yeah. as much. T- I mean, he releases three hour shows and he does three or four a week. I don't know how, who has the kind of time. Well, I, you, I, you I, might always, actually. Yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm that person that's, that you know, has the time to listen because I can't. My eyes have to be on the screen, but my ears are open to anything. And that's why I, you know, I love your show. I love the Jockanerd show, and I never, I haven't missed an episode since I started listening to it. Wow! Back, yeah, back in 2016, I think. Did you start listening to us because you knew us personally? No, I didn't know you guys at all. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I just met you guys, that, and that's when I started listening. Mm. So, uh, and and I was so happy that the show was good because I didn't want to have to make believe <laughs> that it was. <laughs> like I actually put it on and I and I loved it. I was, I was hooked immediately. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why people listen to our show. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That you've said that many times. I think it's funny, and I get that. But it's a good show. It's oh, very captivating. And did you listen to the spinoff one as well? Yeah. Does yeah, the, the show you're not, currently not every on? Single, not every <laughs> single one, but I've listened to a few of them. Yeah. Any of those? Any of those I'm, I'm stand treating, out? For I'm you? treating yours like Rogan's. I, yes. I read. I read the caption, and if it's if it's interesting to me, I'll plop it on. Or if it seems like it could be interesting, but if it's something I'm just like ah, I'm not in the mood for that. I yeah. Won't, I won't listen. It's meant to be that and way too. Yeah, and it, no offense, because I know you only have a handful so far, but but. If you keep this up as long as you keep up, Jock and Nerd, you'll have a, a million of them in no time. Uh, a million, man. Oh, man. That's, yeah. I mean, I meant a lot this, of yapping. That is a lot of yapping. We're at, I mean, you're episode 17 already. Of, wow, 17 of my, shows? Wow. Of this. Yeah. And I, I, but when I started this. I'll go back this, and see which ones I missed that I, <laughs> maybe I should listen. Well, when I started this, I was, it was just on a whim. And I'm, I went, I don't, you know, I don't know how many people I'm going to be able to even have on. Um, and I, I, at the time, I think I wrote out like eight or nine guests and it's already evolved into this. And I have plenty of other guests. Like I, I'm not going to be running out of guests anytime soon. So oh, that's good. it's that's cool. Good. Yeah. And I'm happy you're on. <laughs> yeah. No, I love this stuff. I'm happy to come on. Good. Good. Any, well, I was just going to add one, one question on the spinoff. Was there any episode that you'd listen to where you were like, oh, that was cool? Well, yeah, but um, only because I know the guy with the Bilotti episode. Was ah, yeah, yeah. And I, I listened to August's show. And then that, uh, the August Ragone show, yes. uh, Ragone, I don't know. You August Ragone, yeah. Um, that was that was that was interesting show. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know him at all, and I quite, I found him very interesting to listen to what he, everything he had to say. I was really interested in it, but I could totally see how a lot of people would just tune out to that. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of. He's a knowledge bank, basically, or not even yeah. knowledge, just like a history knowledge, just random facts, like. It's he's just yeah. a library basically. Yeah, and and he's and it's in the Godzilla realm, so I was, I'm all over it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't know that that's who he was, and that's what he sounded like, and that's what he can do uh, for an hour. It's just an hour and a half is talk that much about oh, so much about. I found interesting factoids behind the scenes stuff, of movies that came out what. 80 years ago <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, like, maybe like 40 50 years ago yeah 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 60 years like that's crazy to me that he's yeah he knows, he knows a lot he's I, I he, he was literally the type where i just threw in a nickel and he played <laughs> 10 songs <laughs> exactly because <laughs> i remember like you didn't talk too much he was he no. did a lot of talking no 
I just let him go. I let I him go. To call you. I have to call you out there. I, at one point, I think I heard you yawn, and I started. <laughs> I lost it. I was left my ass off. I might have. And I don't think he did. It, like it was an, an insult to him or anything. No, he just, yeah. he just couldn't help it. Well, it was also so that show we were supposed to record that show. Like the day after we recorded it, we were supposed to record it at a decent hour, and, he, and I messaged him like, "Hey, you're gonna be good for tomorrow," and he goes, "Oh no, I, I can't. I'm sorry." Um, I can't, uh, I was going to message you, but we got to reschedule. And I go, how about tonight? Like late. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I can do late tonight. So it was, and he's on the West coast. So for me, I think that we started the show at probably 11 o'clock my time. So by that time I, I usually go to sleep by, by around 12 yeah. at the latest. So it was already kind of past my bedtime on a weekday. Right. So I might've been a little, you do mention a lot that you're like either coming from working out and you haven't eaten and yes. stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's really going to wear you out. Yeah, especially yeah. if you go late, you you might, you might have to yawn. <laughs> you might have to. I've been trying to now before the show, the day before not drink so that I come in completely clear headed because I've done this show a few times hungover and I feel like I'm not as, as sharp. That's gotta be rough. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. Do you feel that being hungover though affects your voice? Not, not, not your, your willingness to speak, but your actual voice. Uh, sometimes it can, it more of just, I just don't want to, it more like it, as I'm getting older, it just affects my mood and my motivation I'm really going to consider to stop drinking for a while. <laughs> well, I, and as often as you work out, though, I, I, I don't think that that would be something that you would be opposed to. Because to, it does to, get in the way of uh, exercise, yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I'm still a single guy um, in Chicago, so it's, it, it is yeah. fun to be out and about and be social. Yeah. yeah. But, man, it just... Drinking sucks. <laughs> it's just a money pit. And it's, oh boy! And it's just a uh, yeah. It's something that I was, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta cool it off. I, I gotta say, I, I, I gotta rationalize like when the time to drink, like when is like the big moments to go hard instead of just like partying all the time. Just like save it for like the big moments, like weddings yeah. and and you know things that you should be celebrating. Don't don't just go out and get drunk because it's just so Saturday. Jealous. Coachellas and, and music events and yes, yeah, th- things that are that, yeah, big gatherings that you plan for. Not hey, it's Friday night and you're out and your friends are at another bar. Go meet them up and drink some more. Like go meet them up. You don't have to drink as a lot. Yeah, you have good intentions, but you know that's not going to happen. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. let me tell you right now. I'm like I'm I'm in my late forties. Yeah, and that still doesn't stop. <laughs> it's, it's it just gets worse and worse, and the hangovers take <sighs> longer and longer. But I, it's still I'm still trying to find that that middle ground where I could chill out with it. And I don't drink during the week. Yeah, I me neither. I, I don't drink, I don't at drink all during, during the, week. the week. Just the weekends. I'm one of those bingers on the weekends. It's just a let off some steam kind of thing. And yeah, and I'm still doing, I did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm the same way. I don't, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic um, because I don't drink during the week and I'm not, it doesn't motivate me to be happy or anything. But yeah. my, when my weekends hit me, hit here or hit, I'll definitely enjoy a beverage or two. Yeah. And then you have a couple and you're like, man, I feel good. Let's just keep this like al- alcohol in, in small doses is actually pretty good. Like, you know, it loosens you up. You're, you're more open to having conversations with random people. You're, you're just, you know, a, a better version of yourself, a more social version of yourself. Yeah, until, until you, until, until you not. drink, yeah, until you're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and, until you're the exact opposite. You're the worst version. Of yeah, yourself. then yeah, that's right. a funny thing. Is like you, you become a better version of yourself. You're friendlier, usually nicer. Um, 
you know, like I said, more social. And then all of a sudden you drop off a cliff and you're the worst version of yourself ever. <laughs> but there's never like that middle ground where you're like, oh, maybe I should stop. It just happens sometimes. <laughs> I, hopefully, I get, I get, as I get older, I can uh, I can figure it out. Maybe I'm figuring it out as well. Yeah, we go. I mean, your body is going to help a lot. <laughs> it's going to make it more and more painful. And then eventually, you're just going to have to stop. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to cool it off, especially since so now I'm I'm going to Vegas at the end of the actually oh, nice. in three or four weeks. So, and it, I, wait, what's that for? A bachelor party. Just, one of my uh, one of my fun. best friends is getting married, and he's having his bachelor party in Vegas. Mm. And um, that should I, be something. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> I love Vegas, but <laughs> I uh, I you know I work out a lot, but I still I don't watch what I eat as much as I should. So I have like a little like fat that I want to like get rid of before I go to Vegas. So, yeah. um, I might cut out just drinking in general for the next three, well, four absolutely weeks. Absolutely will help for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see if I have the discipline to do that. Also this past weekend I drank so much. Well, I, what I've been doing is I cut out beer. I was so, just going to say, are you a beer drinker? I love because beer. That, yeah. Uh, see, I, I don't, I can't stand beer. It just uh, bloats me up. So I, I'm, 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 Binge drinking vodka or tequila. Well, that's like the problem. Straight that's, shots. You know? that was, so that was the problem this weekend was my first my first weekend without beer. I'm doing no beer, no like, I don't really eat sugar anyways, but I'm trying to avoid sugars. So I was just doing tequila, water, lime. Yeah. And I was binging that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which basically made everything worse. Well, you get drunk faster. Yeah. But it's a cleaner drunk and you don't, you're not like pissing every five minutes. That's true. You don't feel like a big blob of beer. But the thing is, <laughs> but the thing is, is you're drinking so quick, at least in my experience, I was drinking it so quickly, yeah. like I would normally a beer that I was drunk quicker, but yeah. not realizing how drunk I was. Cause I felt like I was just drinking beer and then, well, then just fall up off the, the water edge. Part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just off the water part, I guess. And, but the thing is too, is my hangovers were, were worse. Yeah, I guess your body's not used to it then, because I, I like if, I think now yeah, maybe if I, if I do the beer thing, mm-hmm. it, it makes my body feels worse than if I did the tequila thing. Uh, but I'm used to, I'm used to doing this because I, I don't I, I don't like beer that much. I barely touch mm. it. I jo- I really enjoy beer. I'm just having one because it tastes good at the moment, but otherwise, it's the hard stuff for me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to, I might just see if I can discipline myself to not drink for the next. Three four weeks. I need to. I need to punish myself for this past weekend and just. Yeah, go see more movies and stuff. Did you <laughs> see the new Godzilla yet? Yeah, we could talk about that. Um, uh, I've seen it did, twice. You saw it twice. Okay, it's, but the, you must have liked it enough to go back. So that's 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 good to know. Well, so I the the it was planned to see it twice from the beginning because we I was going to see it Thursday night regardless, and we got this offer from a very generous offer to get these free 40 X tickets for Godzilla. You know, 40 X is right. Yeah. I'm going tomorrow. Oh yeah. 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 You are. Um, so for those that don't know, 40 X is basically a a movie ride. (laughs) Yeah. It's in a, you know, they, they, the chairs move. You had seen another movie in 40 X. I remember you talking. Yes. The uh, predator movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Make that movie better or worse? Better. Okay, good. But that movie's I terrible. The, I watched that movie the other night on HBO, and I was not impressed. That movie's terrible. The, the, yeah. the 40X was the only thing that made it worthwhile. Oh, but that's cool, though. Right, they, that's they blast wind. Have you seen a 40X movie yet? Uh, I, saw, I, I don't know if, it, if it's called 40X, but it, it was a, 
it was a Spider-Man ride at like uh, Universal. Oh, okay. Years ago, but it was basically the same concept. Like they blew heat in your face and, yep. and steam water, and your my seat shook. Yep. It was, yep. I, I loved it. I loved it. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. So we were we got an offer to see it on 40x, but um, we got a little impatient in terms of we wanted to see it Thursday night, um, and we weren't the theater that has 40x out here hadn't posted their Thursday night showings yet. And it was like Tuesday of this past week. So Imran just bit the bullet and was like, we'll just buy two tickets for Thursday for a different, sh- you know, a regular showing an IMAX. So then we got the IMAX showing. And then like a day later, they posted the 40 X and we're like, well, we're not going to say no to the 40 X either. So then we got 40 right. X tickets Monday. So it was planned, I guess, to see both. Okay. Um, overall, I mean, I, you can hear my show, but overall I thought it was a mixed bag. I liked a lot of things, and I really disliked a lot of things. I think overall the the um, the kaiju stuff they they hit it for the most part. Yeah. Um, the the rest of the stuff wasn't really all that intriguing, but I, I liked the kaiju stuff. I liked the mythology. I liked the personalities of all the monsters. I like what they're building towards. Um, the the negative reviews online were bummed me out because I knew it would affect the box office, and it did. So yeah. um, I know you you saw it very early, right? Well, that was my my visit to Legendary. I had oh, nice. the, the privilege of seeing the movie back in January. Was it? And this was before any of the ads dropped. Like I think one ad dropped, and all they really showed was King Ghidorah, like 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 uh, throw his wings out, and mm-hmm. and that long epic shot of Ghidorah standing before Godzilla, and mm-hmm. that's and and I remember I just like cheered i jumped up and cheered when i saw the trailer i was cheering so that's that was the only trailer that was out at then so there was everything in the movie was a surprise to me i i didn't see a lot of that stuff coming and i my experience seeing this movie in a theater with no one in it except me really it was just you it was just it just had the whole theater to myself and it was like it wasn't an imax screen or anything but it was still movie it was a movie theater is what it was and I was alone in it watching this movie, and I, I was in awe of it. I was, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I, maybe I'm a little biased because I was there in a different way than most people would have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were there. You were film. there in a. You were there in a way that where you were blessed and thankful, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was already giddy to be there and just like seeing a movie that people are dying to see, and I'm like seeing it before them. So I was. Plus, it's Godzilla. It's yeah. Godzilla. I'm going to love this movie, whether if it's a piece of garbage or not. There's no way I'm. It's gonna be a piece of garbage to me unless it, mm-hmm. they went back in time to 1998. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> you know, I mean, I saw the trailer, so I know what I was going in for. So I just I can't. I don't know. I just really do feel like they nailed this movie because it's a God's, it's a Godzilla movie. It's not a movie with Godzilla in it. It's a Godzilla movie and I, I think that it, Godzilla movies always have flaws and this movie still has its flaws but it has the flaws like all the other movies do. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are getting so upset about those flaws. They're in every one. Mm-hmm. I mean Godzilla that's, that's just that's my opinion on this but <laughs> did you how'd you like the designs of the monsters? Did, did, I thought they were really well done. I like yeah. I like they were all, um, they were all somewhat. I mean, we already know what Godzilla looked like, and I, I'm yeah. cool with his design. Um, he does. He is a little fat around the belly, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but overall, he looks good. Um, I liked all the other designs. I, I felt like they were all modified to kind of a, you know, a new modern level of 
realism, realistic uh, designs of animalistic titans, um, but they still were kind of true to the origins too of these characters. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, King I Ghidorah. About it. King Ghidorah, I thought was the best. I mean, they. Yeah. You know, and if anything, I think they made him look better. You know, the wings have always been a little small for an anim- a giant monster like that. I kind of have those wings right. propelling this motherfucker. Um, I like that they made the wings huge. I like that he's, like, walking around on his wings and, like, his three heads are kind of like snakes going through the, the city. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. And I like oh, that they gorgeous. made, like, his legs, like, a little smaller. But, like, his, his like, neck and his torso are just gigantic. I don't know. Yeah. He looked better. I think he looked better. And him flying, they made him look amazing. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. What did what did you think? Yeah, I I loved how menacing and evil he he seemed, and so immense, like such a gigantic presence. Right. Love that. Love that. And Godzilla, you know, I love the design. I like I like what they did with this with the plates on the back and the ex- extending the toes out a little bit, and you know, all the subtle changes were just they were kind of needed. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla himself is looking good. Um, what do you Rodan, think of Rodan and Mothra? Never looked better, in my opinion. Rodan yeah. looked phenomenal, and Mothra looked gorgeous. I, I, I'm not big on Mothra; I never have been, but I really did enjoy Mothra in this movie. It probably wasn't wasn't that much of either one of them, Rodan or Mothra. I mean, there was there, there could have been more. Yeah, but you know. They, just, they never really gave us. I want, me, I want to see more. I don't. It's not like it's a problem, right? They never really gave us a clear shot at Mothra. Um, so I wish very we could have. Yeah. yeah, it was very or blue, like just very blue. Uh-huh. I wish we could have seen like a clear shot of what Mothra yeah. looks like. But overall, I liked even the intentions behind her design. Um, Rodan, as you said, looked great. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I like that they made. I mentioned this on the the other, the other show, but I'll say it again. I like that each character. Each monster had their kind of personality. You know, Godzilla is this benevolent king um, that just wants balance. King Ghidorah is this invasive alien that is just looking to take over the Earth. Yeah. And, and all the heads kind of have, like, different personalities, which is yeah, cute. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah. And, was... and then Rodan's just kind of this punk, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I said on the other show, <laughs> he, he's basically a, like a coyote or a hyena. He's just this mischievous motherfucker that just yeah. bounces from one side to the other. And then Mothra is obviously this uh, very caring um, creature that is kind of an underdog. They made her super small, which yeah. is I liked. She, you know, she's this under, underdog that fights for the, for the good of humans. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got all of that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you know, I'm sure that went over people's heads. So I'm, well, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. So yeah, yeah. I've seen all these movies, so I, I, I picked out. I was like, oh, they, they're they're picking out all the, the traits from these Toho movies that I liked. Yeah, I was really really impressed with the with the monster action. Mm-hmm. So happy. I just you know sometimes I do I do my nitpicks are like I wish there was more daytime stuff. Mm-hmm. Because Kong Skull Island really like delivered on the daytime stuff, and it looked good. And when I love when you get a really clear shot of these monsters, but it just wouldn't have made sense. Like these monsters have screwed up the entire country mm-hmm. that they're in so much so that the air is just thick with soot. Yeah, because everything's been blown up, and Ghidorah's starting hurricanes with just by flapping her wings, uh, his wings, and. It's it's crazy. Like Rodan just flies over cities and they're completely destroyed. That's yeah. amazing. You know, it's That's crazy. That's awesome. So yeah, everything's just dark in the sky and gloomy. And 
and I get that 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 was the the mood of the, of the movie, but I do miss like those daytime scenes where you, you would see a lot in the Toho films and get a clear shot of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What and did you? Them, oh. well, I miss when they just walk around town knocking buildings over. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the, the old school way. Where yeah, they... yeah. I do really just. I just want to see one, one scene where you, you, they're just walking down the street knocking stuff over. It's just like for old time's sake. <laughs> That those were I, I I threw on some old Godzilla stuff after, and it is kind of amusing them walking around and just hitting buildings like knocking them over. There was a scene I was right. I threw on Godzilla versus Dest- Destroya, and there's a scene where they both come head to head and start fighting, and uh, Destroya is just just gigantic. Yeah, and Godzilla at one point like instead of using his arms, he just like side shoulder bumps Ghidorah uh, Destroya, just like boom, and I was like. This is so funny. <laughs> like they're not they're, they're, they're like so big that I'm like, I'm just imagining like the men in the suits are so limited in how they can move that they the, the best way they can fight is just bump into each other. Right, right. <laughs> and it's it's exactly why they didn't really do too much. So the the big action sequence used to be them slowly walking through buildings because right. that's all they basically could have done. You know. So now the CG they can make them do whatever you want, whatever, whatever you, want, you can right. think of. Right. So they don't have to go back to just knocking over buildings anymore because it's not as exciting as it used to be. But right. That's kind of what I uh, I do miss that. <laughs> yeah, that you you miss that, and you don't get the the shots of all the people lining up their tanks and the my, yeah yeah that stuff. You know, my favorite is <laughs> the the. The weird laser tank that uh, there was in every Toho era. Yeah, the the ma- Mazer tank. Mazer tanks, where, yeah, where they shoot the laser, the, the electricity that, at people, if at, I the, recall, at the monsters. There, there's a few of those in this movie. Oh, is there? If I, if I remember. See, I haven't seen it since January. I'm going to go tomorrow and I'm going to be excited to see all this again. Well, and, yeah. and you're seeing it in 4DX, which will be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be so good. 40X is uh is a trip watching this movie. <laughs> I can't believe how polarized the the whole I don't know if it's just the fans that are polarized on it or if it's just basically the entire movie I feel, going. I feel like the fans are, are very polarized on. I mean I try to avoid it, but I saw a lot of stuff where, you know, the the diehard Toho people are really upset. Um I've just seen a variety of, of different opinions on this movie. It's uh, so it's so weird to me. Because I don't know, is this just the world we're living in now where no one, literally no one can be happy? <laughs> this is happening to Star Wars fans and it's happened, it's happened to Star Trek fans. You know, the, it's the happened only, to uh, everyone. The only, everyone. the only thing people are universally happy about is whatever Marvel puts out. It seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> right. I, didn't hear, I didn't hear anybody trash talk Endgame. To this extent, or Infinity War, people have their Hardly nitpicks. At all. Yeah, people have their nitpicks, but you don't see people see people trashing anything Endgame or Infinity War. Whereas Game of Thrones and now Godzilla and uh, as you mentioned Star Wars, those things all get just fucking raked through the fire. Yeah, and I was never really a Star Star Wars fan, Me so it's really kind of interesting to see the fans turn on these new movies, and I just don't understand one way or the other, like what why they're doing it. Every time a new one comes out, I go see it like everybody else, and, and I think it's it's ent- as entertaining as any other movie that they put out. I know none of them are going to live up to the first three that came out in the seventies, but mm-hmm. hey, I think people. I had no idea people would go crazy like that. Well, I think people are very passionate about this stuff. Um, there's this community on you know social media where you can easily share your your passion or your nitpicks. I think a lot of people also do go to these movies and 
they have these high expectations of how it should play out because it means so much. And then when it doesn't play out the way they think, they get mad. Right. Um, and I also think that people, um, it is, fu- you know, I think you get more um, attention if you bash something. I think that's another thing, too, is that bashing something gets more attention than, um, you know, universally praising something. You know, that the one, uh, what was that YouTube channel, uh, uh, Cinema Sins, you know, where they count yeah. out count out all the that mistakes in movies or uh honest trailers gets uh, is a lot of pub yeah, and that's yeah. just them bashing the film you know yeah so i think <laughs> bashing <laughs> things gets really a lot funny, they are funny yeah but you know ba- bashing something gets more attention than being like oh this is great i, I, I do remember when the, when the movie finally came out i think i started i jumped online to see if any reviews were up and the mm-hmm. first thing i saw was a was a tweet bashing the movie just about how saying that it was the first one the the worst Godzilla movie ever made, or something like that. Oh, Jesus it, Christ! And then it, it it almost implied that that Godzilla '98 was a better film. Oh my God! It said something like, uh, "Say what you will about Godzilla '1998, but at least it had Godzilla in it," or, or something like that. And I, and I, and I was so. That's the first thing I'm reading about this movie. I mean, I thought we were all dying to see this, and that's the first tweet I see, and that's the first tweet I was seeing for, for a while. That every time I did a search, that one would come up. In the, in the group, you know, and mm. it, it's very disheartening. And I feel like that movie deserves a lot better than most of what it's getting. That's the thing for me about social media that I don't like is when there's things that I like and then you go online and you're, you're hoping like everyone likes this and then you see yeah. just a negative um, cry from a bunch of different people. It just, it makes you just go, oh man, that sucks. Like I remember thinking that when I was watching Game of Thrones is, you know, I had my criticisms of it, but you know, f- each week I was watching, I was like, okay, this is fine. I'm not like impressed, but I'm not pissed. And then I'd look yeah. online and see what people were saying, and I was yeah. going, oh man, like this, this is ugly. Like this, this yeah. makes me almost not like the show, not even want to participate in the conversation anymore. Like literally after Game of Thrones ended, there was a couple days where I like, you know, looked at some stuff, and then after about a week later or so, people would send me stuff about Game of Thrones. I wouldn't even read it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm just done. I'm so exhausted by this negativity <laughs> that I, I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, that that was going to do what it was going to do regardless. Like, people were going to have their opinions on it. But then, but then them leaving the uh, the Starbucks cups in and the water bottles <laughs> yeah. didn't did not help anything. No, you know? no. And it's, it's, that just it's brought crazy. out all the trolls. At that point, then, yeah, yeah and then yeah, the trolls but, were on it. But every everything everything about that was like look look how it's how obviously blatant that they don't they just don't care anymore they right. they stop caring and it's so obvious and it's I don't know maybe you could read into it that way or it's kind of or it's just a coincidence yeah I thought I looked at it as just a mistake I mean it's a bad yeah, it's mistake. Just a mistake but, the, but it's it doesn't the worst sh- time to have that mistake right it's the when when you're under a mountain of criticism for people thinking yeah. that your show this season is terrible and you're botching everything and then you th- yeah. you throw in water bottles and starbucks cups it's just I not mean, a good look that show as bad as that might that last season might have been and i don't think it was that bad i just i just but as bad as it was according to everybody it's still some of the best television you're ever gonna see yeah ever right so it's job well done even though it you know you can't please anybody anymore. You know, no. can't please everybody. Somebody was bound to be upset about that ending. <laughs> I mean, they didn't. They didn't stick the landing as well as they should. But I, I thank them for, you know, 
the seasons of television that they did put on screen yeah, that were that amazing. They, that they did, that they did nail. That they, yeah, yeah that they, they, they nailed exactly. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, quick, quick, uh, this is not even tangential to what we're talking about, but right. I got to ask, um, how the hell did you come up with your name? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a i think i talked about this on the show that i used to have a t uh, t-shirt company with two buddies of mine back in 2000 where like we just decided hey let's just do t-shirts I, and i did the designs for them and uh there was another guy who did the online presence mm-hmm. and created like a, a flash store this i mean this is how long ago it was that we made a store with flash and then uh we thought we knew what we were doing and we, we bought all the stock and then within a, a year and a half, it just kind of like crashed and burned. Oh man. But then I, everywhere I logged into to promote the site, like on websites and stuff, I logged in as Dope Hope. So then after a while, people just knew me as Dope Hope and went, even though the t-shirt company, you know, came and went, I still stayed online as Dope Hope, just, you know, becoming part of you know the communities there. And would post my artwork as Dope Hope. So then it became kind of like my handle. Mm-hmm. And it became less about the t-shirt company and more about like what, what new piece of art is he going to post. And then I just kept the handle. And everywhere I would go, whether it's DeviantArt, ArtStation, Instagram, I would just put it as Dope Hope. And now it's, it's, it, that's who I am. Now I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even tell people my real name. I'm just Dope Hope. <laughs> well, so I, like the, I like the name, Dope Hope. I mean, it's much easily... Uh... Are much easier to remember than whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah, the hell yeah. your real name is, which right. I know. <laughs> so it's funny. I, w- I was wearing a do- one of my old Dope Hope t-shirts that actually just has the word Dope Hope on it. And people don't know the origin that it was a t-shirt company. So they just think I like to wear my name on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, it's weird. I guess I never thought of it that way. But someone's like, you actually have you know, you know, an Instagram handle on a t-shirt? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well... It's 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 a long story, but, <laughs> but yes, I guess that's that's basically what I have. You actually, so just for reference for anyone that's listening, to this um, dope Pope was on Jock and Nerd two hundred seven. Which um, guess what? When did we record? We recorded that. Do you have any idea? I think I think it was the beginning of the year, but it, like two years ago. Yeah, right? it was, so it was February of two thousand eighteen that we released that show. So it's been. Almost a year, ah, okay. almost a year and a half since. Yeah. Okay. That since right. since uh, you've wow, been back. My, my on. life is completely different. Right. Since you're you're yeah. completely different since then. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even live in that apartment anymore. I was, I was living with my girlfriend at the time. We we broke up. Yeah. Think since, about think so, about like, where you've been. Yeah, since then. Yeah. Because it I, doesn't I, seem like that long ago, but no. you shit, shit happens. February two thousand eighteen. Where the hell was I? I don't even remember. <laughs> you were on, you were on the show. Yes, I, I do remember you were on the show, but I do I also remember when it ended. We were all like chit chatting, and you and you you said like I gotta go, guys. I got shit to do, and you were out of there real no, fast. That's so, usually how it that, goes. That helps yeah. you remember where you were. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, it's because Imran and then Rugs are you know are, are adults and and yeah. have lives, and then I I. Uh, you know, they can hang out, you know, and hang out at home and chit chat. And usually we record these on Thursday or a Friday night. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like he's, he's got this studio in his, in his apartment, right? Imran, Imran does. Yeah. Do you, do you 
Are you just sitting no. on a laptop somewhere? So no, I, I, I will record at Imran's occasionally, but for the most part, I got a, a mic and a mic stand and headphones and I plug it in and it sounds fine. Then you're like on a, on a, you're like a desktop computer. Yeah. Desktop computer. Oh, cool. I'm just a desktop computer at my, in my, uh, place, um, in my room, uh, plugged into the internet and, uh, just using TriCast and it records both our audio on different tracks. And then once this is over, we, we pay for this and then we, I send it, uh, uh it automatically, Imran can access this. That's why when you're looking at TriCast right now, you see the nerd. This is actually Imran's account that I'm recording on. Right. And then he can just access the files and throw them up, you know, edit it and throw it up. So, it's the, it's the internet's fucking amazing, man. I can me and Imran do podcasts. Me, Imran, Rugs do podcasts from three separate locations. Yeah, and it sounds really good. Yeah, it sounds fine. I've ne- it sounds like you're all in the same room. Yeah, a lot of people think we're in the same room, and they realize for the most part. I don't. Re- I've. I maybe record at Imran's maybe five times a year, if that. You know, I guess you live close enough to get there. Yeah, I live close. The more the the only reason now I actually would go to his place is if we have a guest that's in town. Yeah. Or if I'm doing a spinoff show, and I've done this before, where the guest doesn't have any sort of way to do a, a podcast with me, then yeah. we'll go to his place, and he's nice enough to allow us to record in his studio. But nice. other, but other than that, yeah, I'm I'm remote, and that's it's just the power of the fucking internet. Are you guys going to do any more uh, conventions coming up? Oh, so we, we were like with, at... With the press passes and, and like interviewing people and stuff. So we were at uh, this new one. It was... Uh, I got to look up Comic-Con Revolution. I'm just making sure that I get this right. So we you had a... Guest? Yeah, we were at the Comic-Con Revolution in Chicago this past weekend. Um, me and Imran got press passes, so we went and we checked it out. So it's a new, it's a new convention, so I think this was their first year. Um, it's a bit smaller, but I, from what I've heard, it's more focused on the artists and um, not so much on having celebrities or pop oh, really? culture stuff. So yeah, it was a smaller oh, okay. show, but I, from everyone that we talked to... Oh, um, Mike Zek was there, no? Mike uh, Zek? No, I don't know if my, Ming Chen was there. Ooh. We saw That's Ming Chen and we saw Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, That's very cool. But, uh, Did he have a snake with him? No, oh, no snake. Nah. No, I, don't, I think he's done carrying around the snake. <laughs> it was cool though. I mean, we um, we walked around. I, I uh, met this or uh, I reconnected with Andrew Gildy, who I've had on the show. He's an independent comic book creator, so that was cool. Um, I've never really been. I've I've so I did. I'm kind of spoiled. I did San Diego Comic Con in 2011. And what do you I, mean you did it? You, like you, I went, you there. went You I went, went there, there as a spectator? I went there as a spectator. Not as like uh, no, pre- no. with a press badge or anything? No. Okay. They, I, they wouldn't allow me as a press. Especially back then, I was a freaking loser. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm kind of spoiled because I did that. And have you have you done Comic-Con over there? No, uh, I, I've done New York Comic-Con a, a few, like quite a few times. Sure. Not, not San Diego. So I've, I'm dying to get into it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just so big. And... There's so much mainstream stuff, and they have so many amazing panels. And the the thing that puts it over the top is they have this thing called Hall H, which is mm-hmm. where they do release all they do all their move mainstream movie studio and TV show panels. And you see right. footage from movies that are being made that aren't being released for another year. And they bring out all the casts. So once you do something like that, um, or once you've seen something like that, where it's like the pinnacle. It's tough for me to like get into doing the local Chicago cons, and Chicago cons are okay, um, 
but it's not to that level. So I'm just kind of spoiled. So every time I go to a con, um, I'm just like, mm, it's fine. But I, 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 don't, I don't really get excited anymore. Yeah, they, they do. They all start to become the same thing. That's more what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's all, once I've gone to one. Yeah. Unless I'm yeah. there to like see some new art. Or something specific that right. you're dying to see. Like I would have loved to have been there in Hall H to see that first Godzilla trailer. Like oh, I know, yeah. I know Lenny was there. Maybe I think Larry was there. Maybe and these guys got to see that. I, that's awesome. Like that, I would have got. I won't. I don't think I would have waited on the lines that they. I heard they waited on a two day wait. line to go see that. You got to wait. That's a while, insane yeah. to me. But mm. hey, they did it, and it, it must have been exhilarating. And I that you know that's the kind of stuff you can't. Can't buy, right? But Jenna, if you don't, if that wasn't there, and any old, and like, I don't know, whatever other movie was there, if Shazam was there, that's not something you would care about, right? I don't know. I no offense to Shazam, I haven't seen it yet. It could be awesome. It's actually a good movie. You should check yeah, it out. Yeah, I've been hearing actually. It's it's not bad. So I'm looking forward to it. But I'm just saying, like, it's not something I would get all excited about. Not right. like a Godzilla movie. So. Right, right, so, right. Then it's just like another big show, and if it's too crowded to see your feet. <laughs> and you're stuck in the middle of it all. It could be a pain in the ass. But, it can be. But as an artist, as an exhibiting artist, I would like to be have a table there and just see, feel that show's pulse. Because uh, they say that's the show that started everything. So. I mean, it's 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 super mainstream now, but it's so it's just so big. I mean, it's it when you're there, and uh, this is eight years ago. So who knows? It could a lot of it could have changed since eight years ago. But when I was yeah. there, it just felt like. Like this is the pinnacle of nerddom. Like the, like pretty much. This yeah. is this is where you have. It's like making the trip to, to you know, Mecca or something like that. If if you if this was your religion, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like you yeah, got to do it at least once. So yeah. So to answer your question, I you know we did Wizard World last year, which is in which had runs a con in Chicago. I'm sure Imran will apply again this year. Um, yeah, I think that's cool that you guys get to do stuff. Yeah, like it, it is, I hope you get to do more of them. It was it's it is cool to get the press pass. I mean, as much as I you know I've dogged you know of cons by saying San Diego's the best and nothing's the same. It still yeah. is really cool to get walk up there and get a press pass um, for a podcast that me and Emron decided to start four years ago just on a whim. You know, like I was never yeah. never would have thought. No, yeah, it's it's definitely a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's it's very validating, I'm sure, but at the same time, it's like, oh shit, we we we're doing this now, right? Like we <laughs> we're, we're powerful, right? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how powerful we are, but we do. We're we're blessed. Press past power. Yeah, we we are blessed. You, you, you'll be a you'll be a G Fest though. I guess that's really the next show I have next is uh, G Fest. Yeah. in July. How, uh, I'm, coming to, I'm coming to your your hometown. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get to see you again. Are you are you um how you feeling about G Fest? I'm always excited to go to G Fest. It's 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 a fun show. I love seeing all all, all the all the Godzilla peeps, the mm-hmm. artists. They're all like really good people, and I I think it's that camaraderie that makes me want to go more than anything. And the the people that come and buy my art, thank God for them. You know they're awesome, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to be there to sell it again. But you know, I think it's mostly because I just enjoy the company of my friends that that keeps bringing me back. How many years have you been doing it? This will be my third. Okay. I think. My, no, I don't even know. Maybe it's my fourth. I'm really bad at math. I've gone. <laughs> this will be my fourth year going consecutively. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy it because I enjoy Godzilla. 
Um, yeah. But I, I'm with you, and I'm not selling art, so obviously, um, yeah. you, 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 do you, do you end up making your money back? Yes. Yes. Nice. Yes. This is. I mean, this is one of those shows that it's my show. It's like I feel right at home there because it's Godzilla. I'm Godzilla. They're Godzilla. We're a perfect fit, and I love being around everybody. It's crazy. Everybody in there is selling Godzilla stuff, but everybody seems to be. Uh, getting a fair share yeah. of, of the customers. Right. Imagine that <laughs> anywhere else. Like it just seems it, it work. It just works. I don't, I can't imagine that happening anywhere else for but, any other kind of fan base. Like bat, imagine every artist selling Batman art. Right. And, and it's coming, <laughs> coming away at least either breaking even. So they had a free vacation right. or making right. money. That's amazing. It's, but, it's weird how you could fill a room with Godzilla artists and, and still everyone has a very, particular style mm-hmm. uh, or, or a way that they draw Godzilla and uh, however, whatever else they do. But, but they're being really strange this year. Well, what you can, what you can bring mm. and what you could showcase. And it's very odd to me. And also the, just the behind the scenes of how the shows run and it doesn't seem like it wants to expand. No, it doesn't like, like other shows. And, and I just don't know enough about why that might be. Maybe I, you know, if I knew more, I could respect their decision making. But I don't know. It seems like the the kaiju genre in general is blowing up, and you think G Fest would be blowing up with it, but it seems like they're struggling to stay small. Right, and they might, they might have their good reasons for that. But at the same time, I feel like maybe the art, they're taking it out on the artists, and I don't know. I don't know if like if this if I'm going to do many more shows there. Mm-hmm. I'll feel it out this this year and i'll miss people if i don't come back but i hope i always have a place there i hope i'm always welcome back i i think i mean i think i think the people that run it are they're they're comfortable with where they're at they don't need they don't want to expand it they've they've run it this way for x amount of years and frankly you know to to expand or to do more um is a little scary so i'm sure they're probably just like Let's just keep it the way it is. I I will say though that my the biggest thing I I echo your thoughts. The big reason why I come back, besides being a Godzilla fan, but I mean even more so, more so than being a Godzilla fan, is and it's because of this podcast. But it's because of guys like you and John and um, Lenny and, and meeting Larry and then unfortunately Nick's not going to be there. But you know, um, yeah, just meeting you guys. That that's that's the cool thing is like. This is my one time a year to see all the all these guys that I talk to yeah. in, in a group chat, you know, daily about Godzilla with, but never get to actually see until this time, one time a year. Yeah, it's really nice that they that they've done that, and you know, it's it's shit. I've only been doing it like I think we figured out it was four years. And they've been doing it for twenty five. Mm-hmm. It was really really small back then. Like only the last five or six years now has it been as big as it is, but. I think it's wonderful that they were able to put this together and keep it going for so long, have it grow to something this great, and then to make really close friends and good meet good people there. I always have such a great time, so I really hope I can keep doing it. Like I look forward to it. Do you? Um, it's a great. It's a great experience for me. Do you stay at the same hotel where it's at? I stay, yeah, pretty much on top of it. On I, top of I, it, I'm like right next door. At the, oh, okay. At the other at the other one because I think every time I try to book a room and they're all gone you know I mean, like damn that, that's a thing they're, be right there they're at like capacity every year yeah 
You know, you so you wonder with the the mainstream and hopefully can, can they even grow? Yeah, but well, I, I, I'm saying they can grow. I'm what I th- my argument would be is that there, the clearly the demand is there, and with this new you know mainstream push, you know, uh, yeah. I wonder if they've ever thought about moving it out of, into a bigger hotel or something like that. Yeah, that would be. It. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. It seems like it's bursting at the seams in this current venue. Mm-hmm. And, and if they want it to expand, then that's going to that's going to entail tremendous change, like mm-hmm. uh, complete relocating. And that's I'm sure that's the logistics. The the logistics of that are insane. Do you have other stuff that you you can sell besides Godzilla? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do I do Comic Cons a lot. Yeah, and I do that's where I'm going with that I do too. Five points. Um, toy, I do like a designer toy show, so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to integrate more 3D pr- 3D printed stuff and toys into what I'm selling. So little by little, I, I introduce like a new a new 3D printed bust of Marvel DC characters or something original or something, just something like. And if I made it, if I there's a toy out that's actually produced by a toy company, I could, if I could have that on my table, I'll try to have that as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I do a lot of art, not just Godzilla stuff. I'll do it. whatever whatever interests me, like Marvel. Usually, the villains and the monstrous characters from Marvel and DC mm-hmm. or old Hollywood movies, stuff like that. I have a lot of that stuff. Started doing stickers. Mm. You know, stickers, little, nice little <laughs> little silly little uh, impulse buys and stuff. <laughs> I, so, I was going to ask how do you how well do you do at other cons? Um, pretty good. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Uh, New York Comic Con is always great. That's just a wonderful show. So you're always making money off of these things. Uh, sometimes I have terrible shows. Really? You know, like you, sometimes the just if it's a show I've never done before, it's always a gamble. I don't know if it's if it's going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. And it's never the case where I'll be exhibiting and people that come over and see my work will look at it and be, they love it. The response is always good. But people don't know who I am, really. They're not coming there to see me. Mm-hmm. They uh, they stumble upon me. Right, they're always right. coming to see Dope Hope. They, they stumble upon Dope Hope. And then from there, they like me. So I get a lot of that. Like People come back two years later and say, I remember you from last year. Your work is fantastic. And you know, I get a lot of that. Gotcha. So that's why it kind of pays to be there because they remember you. If you're mm. good enough, you're memorable, they come back looking for you. But if you're not there in the first place, then... Yeah, you'll never be missing found. Missing that opportunity. Right. Yeah, but I definitely don't have that name recognition where, you know, people are coming for me and lining up for me because that's not happening yet. But I'm working on that. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have like a specific strategy? Was that your phone or mine? No, no, that was mine. Oh, okay. I, I put this on mute. <laughs> All good, man. Um, do you have a specific strategy for each con that you go to? Like, I'm going to bring this... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Godzilla heavy here. I'm going to be Marvel heavy here. Or do you just bring the same stuff to everything? I try. I try to. I try to minimize it. Well, for for one thing, it's like how much can I possibly carry? You yeah. Know, a lot of times, if I'm getting on a plane, uh, I can only carry so much, so I got to keep stuff to a minimum. But yeah, I mean, I have a banner that's just for G Fest because it's Godzilla related, and then I have a banner that's just for Comic Con because it's got the Marvel and DC guys on it. But for the most part, I guess I have I have two portfolio books, and I, I've been bringing them both because. Basically, if you're at a Comic Con show, mm-hmm. there's always a Godzilla fan, and if you, and if you're at a Godzilla show, there's there's still a comic book fan. So if you just put it all out there, you'd be surprised what people like and what they'll buy. And 
yeah, just show, show them what you got and they're happy to look through it. I mean, I sell the weirdest stuff, the stuff that I think w- wouldn't sell sells. And then the stuff that I think would sell like hotcakes at some shows, no one even looks at it. And then the next show, that's what moves. You can never predict it. Hmm. But do you right, notice that really. there's always Godzilla fans at every con you go to? Yeah, man. My, huh. my Godzilla stuff sells really well at, at the con, at New York Comic Con. That's because most people don't have that. I was just going to say, you're probably rare. Stuff. Well, you know, Godzilla's gotten popular, so more and more he's starting to appear. But no one has, no one has a Godzilla portfolio like I do at, the, at, at a Comic Con, at New York Comic Con. They don't. So I do get people coming over like, oh, wait, we heard somebody's over here with a lot of Godzilla stuff. And boom, that one guy bought like 20 prints from me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. You know, that's, mm-hmm. what I, that's what I'm there for, you know. But, and then people like that I do obscure ones, the ones that don't get love usually. Yeah, right? Because then, you know? then that makes it more unique, especially at like, yeah. you know, I, I can't imagine, again, you, you mentioned Godzilla being more popular, but I can't imagine people are, you're going to go to a con, a New York, not a, not a Godzilla con, it's find a, an Orga or, you know, uh, right, exactly, a, a, uh, exactly. a Giron from Gamera, you know, like yeah. <laughs> who's drawing that? You and, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, and like, and if they are drawing it, they're not, they're not doing it the way I'm doing no, it. No, no one's doing it a, the way you're doing it. Crazy, hyper-realistic 3d sculpture of it. Um, so yeah. So even if they are doing it, I still stand out or the, that's, it's right. That's why I felt very confident about doing these shows in the first place. I, I really felt like I, come up with a look and style that it doesn't look like everybody else in the room. Hmm. So I was, that could shoot me in the foot or that could really help. And sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't, mm-hmm. but no, I've never had anyone like just dismiss my work. They always, whether it's their thing or not, they always have this look on their face. Like what the hell am I looking at? This is really interesting. Wow. I can't believe, how do you do this? That, you know? That's the reaction I have. Cause I, don't know shit about art is when I look at your work the first time I go, wait, he, he does this. <laughs> this isn't a team of animators doing this. Right, right, exactly. Like, wait, he's just doing this. What? How? Yeah. How long does yeah, it that's... take you for a typical project? Oh, I can do, I can get one done from beginning to end in a day. Holy shit. If, if you know, if I have like how many hours in the, the day, time. it'll take, I mean, I just, the last piece I did was the, the bat, the Batman who laughs like, my Lenny suggested I do it because he was cool looking, so I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and I started at like nine a.m. and by six I was done with it. But and then I have to, you have to render it. That's when the rendering process starts. And the I, my computer crashed, so <laughs> I couldn't do it. Uh. The next morning I woke up and rendered it. Literally ran to the printers that that afternoon, got them made, and then did the show the next day. Like I, I had basically twenty four hours. It was done. Holy shit! From beginning from beginning to end, but it was just a bust. It was not. It was not um, a full body. Mm. Full bodies can go go on and on and on. It depends. Like if it's a full, like King Ghidorah would take me. It's going to take me like months. Oh, you just because, have the heads done, right? Yeah, I just got the heads done, and I, I rendered out a couple of prints for the heads. But if I'm going to do the wings and the body and the tails and the, and the claws, and then and then you get into the scales. Yeah, we're talking a long ass time. Are you <laughs> are you looking at a picture of King Ghidorah as you do it? Yeah, I'm looking at tons of pictures. Yeah, yeah, I got them all open on on a second monitor, uh-huh. and I'm just uh, constantly staring at that stuff, seeing where it's supposed to go. And before the movie's out, you don't really have good reference. I, I'm using pictures of toys, and the sculpt doesn't necessarily match what's on the screen. Right. So, like in the movies, like 
because they're probably working on sketches too. They don't they don't have the movie stuff either. So that's when you see, oh shit, this looks more like the toy than it does the movie stuff. Right. Then the trailers come out and you start getting better shots. So then I, I have to go in and make changes. Then you have to screen and, grab yeah, the trailers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at some point I just don't care anymore. I just want to do what I think looks good. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that going on. Like I, I'll, 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 it's a struggle in my mo- in my own head. Like, do I want it to be movie accurate or do I want it to just look cool and be mine? Mm-hmm. And that's it's a little of that going on for everything I do. Mm. I'm looking at the Shin Godzilla you have up. How long did that take? No, that yeah, that took a long <laughs> Cause, time because that's super. <laughs> I mean, his design in the film is super detailed. Yeah, I mean. There's so much detail in that thing. That's why I really, I really respect that design. As as weird as it is, when I first saw it, I was baffled by it. I didn't know what to think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, with that little beady eye and his little like giant chicken legs, like he, he looks like drum like drumsticks of, of like cooked oh, yeah. chicken. That's what his legs look like. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and but the more the more I got into it. When I started, to, when I started sculpting it and started to have to like understand what I was actually sculpting, I couldn't believe how much detail was in that thing and how much, how much they put into it. And I was really impressed. So it, I, I do have a, a heartfelt respect for that design. But yeah, as I was sculpting it, I didn't. I sculpted all all of those crazy nooks and crannies see all over them. I sculpted those by hand. Oh, so this, I think that took me like two months. Oh my god! Like hours, hours at night. You know, not not two months of twenty, like twelve hour days, but two months of like a good six or four four to six hour days of just that. Will Will you? So, for instance, a project like that. Will you just work on that, or will you do other stuff at the same time? Well, it's usually. I think that was um, that was that was something I was doing for G fest. Cause it was my first G fest show mm-hmm. and I was going to, and that's what I was doing for it. So I think I was just working on that, mm-hmm. but I might, if I have jobs, I definitely have to put in my job time. And then if I have time at the end, I can do stuff for myself. Will you do, for instance, will you like, let's say you have, you're juggling five jobs. Will you do one job first, get that done? Or will you start one job, maybe do a couple hours on that and then start the other one, do a couple hours on that in the same day. Or how does that work? Yeah, it, it's it's a bunch of that. It could be like I'll spend one day on one job, bring it to a point where I could show the client and wait for feedback, and then while I'm waiting, get on the next job. But but I think they're all they're all at various stages of of momentum. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't just start one job and then finish it before I start the next job. They all have to be in in motion together at, in different stages. Mm. So, but I, very rarely do I do multiple jobs in one day. I, I prefer to dedicate a full day to something so I can get a good chunk done mm-hmm. and then the next day jump onto something else. And then how many days a week would you say you're working on these jobs? Seven. Seven. So every day yeah, you put in some day. time. Yeah. Every day I'm putting in something. Like when the weekends roll around, I try to minimize it so I, I can get out there and have some fun and enjoy my life too. Mm-hmm. But if I could bang things out in the, in the middle of the week, I will so that I can play on the weekends. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't really like, if I know I have uh, it's too much to do and Saturday and Sunday, those, those are the days I could get a ton done. Then I'll go and have fun on Monday and Tuesday. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, the week doesn't, the weekend is not as important. That's as not a thing for you anymore. I, yeah. Yeah. It, it like whenever I get it, whenever I get a break is when I get a break. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. <laughs> it, it's just, it, it is. it's so funny that like, at least in our society now, you know, 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday is considered the time to play. But every day yeah. is just the day. Like it, it shouldn't yeah. matter. But because we, we were so structured in working a normal nine to five, Monday to Friday, and the weekends you have off, that every day is, you know, it, it's it's there's this everything's pointed towards you should have fun on the weekend, and the weekdays are time to work. Right, and as much as I don't want to adhere to that that old way of doing things, mm-hmm. where the weekend is just another two days. But the rest, like most of my friends, though, and family, they still have to because they have yeah. they have that normal nine to five right. thing. So they're out playing on the weekends, and I want to be out playing on the weekends because they are. Right. So I still kind of have to stick to it, whether I really do or not. I I one hundred percent agree. I, I forget what day of the week it is all the time because it, it's not as important as it used to be. One hundred percent. I I <laughs> in my old job I was working a lot of weekends, so. Um, I would work weekends and then, you know, I'd have free on a Monday night and people, you know, obviously are working, so they wouldn't want to do anything with me. So then I would, um, you know, after work on Saturday or Friday or Sunday, I'd go out I'd I'd just be exhausted. I'm like, this is the only time that I can go out and, and be with my friends because I want to play. Um, so now that I, I have a new job and I'm working more normal hours, Monday to Friday, and it's just such a, I never, I, you know, going into yeah. my career, I was like, I don't want to be like anyone else. And I want, I want to do my own thing and I want to work the hour, you know, I want to do something different. And now I'm like, ah, I kind of, I'm like having this normal <laughs> nine to five yeah. job. It's just so funny how things are structured so that we, we every, even if you, like you mentioned, even if you have hours that you can work, you know, the days don't matter. It's still the most of society is, is structured in a way that they have to, uh, the fun is had on weekends. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you kind of want to have fun when everybody else is having right. fun. Right, it's not now, fun to have it fun by yourself. By yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hooray! You're having a great time on a random ass Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> and no one else is. I mean, that's fun once in a while. But right, that's the only time you can do it. it can get, it's get lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it can get real, real lonely uh, if you're if that's if that's your fun. But I mean, I'm happy for you though because, as you mentioned, I mean, even just. When we last spoke, it, as far as this podcast, you, you you weren't doing you weren't doing this full time, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Even back, I know I was just getting like good jobs, but I I still I was still getting the photo retouching work too. Mm-hmm. And and I remember the last the last gig I was doing for photo retouching, I saw I, saw, I was working with a client. I was getting the same job every year. You know, it was a big job, and I always looked forward to it. It was a high-profile job too, mm-hmm. and uh, and that one year I was like, I haven't heard from them. It was like the ninth year in a row. Now this is year nine, and I'm like, I haven't heard from these guys in a while. I wonder what's going on. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I'm online and I see, I see what my job would have been that it's already done and it's being advertised already. And I'm like, hey, I didn't do this. Mm. Uh, have I been fired? Like I. <laughs> I was basically let go without being told, mm-hmm. and I found out by just encountering it online. It was kind of shitty. Mm. So I, 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 that's when I, that's when I realized, like, wow, that's my last good client. This is gonna suck if if I if I don't get them back. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, I started getting more ZBrush work, and, and now I don't even want them back. Right. Like if I ever get them back, I I, I kind of tell them I can't work for you. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard from them. They haven't heard from me. And that's that. We went our own ways. But thank God I'm able to do what I'm doing now, not have to rely on that anymore. 
but that was a, a weird way to be let go. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that. Yeah, that's weird. You just all of a sudden, oh, that job I'm supposed to work on is now hey. out there already. What that's, the hell? That's my job. <laughs> but are you? Yeah, no, it was. It they were uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. All all the drag queens. Mm-hmm. That's who they, I would retouch all the drag queens. Oh really? And, and I did that. <laughs> I did that every year for like nine years. And it was a great job. Like those drag queens are so much, they're so visually interesting. So mm. I, I would have to like, you know, make them clean them all up and make them look beautiful and stuff. And, and it was fun, but it was a big, big job and it paid well. Mm-hmm. So when it, when, when I'm, when I was already looking at these drag queens online already worked on, I was like, my, my heart dropped like, Oh no, <laughs> I, I've been fired. Look how far you've come from <laughs> retouching drag queens to now. <laughs> Designing. Hey, that's actually one of my be- one of my favorite jobs. I really like uh, as 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 retouching can get really monotonous, mm-hmm. and that that, I, that that job was always a lot of fun. And that client was wonderful. I can't badmouth them in no, any no, way. Like they do. I had ab- absolutely every right to go and do what they did. Right. It's, I was an, I was on under contract. They just used me so often because they liked my work. But they did explain to me that they did what they had to do because. Uh, because the photographer insisted on using his, his own guy, his person, and, uh, yeah. that was that. And I guess the kid, they're using him again and again. So, because I haven't heard from them. What's the that's that? What's here's here's a random question. What's the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> um, well, aside from like, I had pretty basic jobs. I, I I did retail when I was a kid. I did I worked in clothing stores like Aeropostale. Oh, really? Uh, uh, and yeah, and uh, Levi's and I'm, folded, so folded I, jeans and shit. I got I got to tell you, I um uh, when I was in college, uh, maybe even high school, I was so tempted to work at one of those retail places like an like an Abercrombie and Fitch or a Hollister, and I even applied, um, and I thought I was a shoe in to get hired, and I didn't get hired. But looking back, like hearing from all my friends, I'm I'm glad I didn't work retail because I I think I would have just been bored out of my fucking mind. Oh my God, that's that's exactly that's exactly what. Remember, I mentioned earlier there was jobs that I dreaded. Mm-hmm. Well, that, those are the jobs I dreaded. Retail's era, bad. Era, retail. It was such like a boring, horrible. I, I worked at Aeropostale for two years, Levi's for three years, then Diesel for two years, mm-hmm. then D and G for six months, and then I was like, I'm done with with retail. <laughs> and then I, I I didn't do anything for another six months, and then I got a job. In the city, doing like Scooby Doo T-shirts. What in the world? <laughs> like, like in Photoshop, I would airbrush Scooby Doo, Tasmanian Devil, you know, <laughs> Bugs Bunny. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, WW, like I was doing The Rock and like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I mean, it's like a T-shirt company that that had the licenses for all these things. So I would just do that all day. Uh-huh. I hated that job. Really, you hated that yeah, too. I hated it. It was so corporate and uh. so. So like I just felt like an underappreciated cog in a machine, mm. but I learned a lot, and I was only there for a year, but I did learn a lot, and I brought in all my friends, so that was the only way that kept me sane because I got them all jobs there too, mm-hmm. and they uh they, we all like it's like a fun, even with them all being there, it's still it was still a job, but we made the best of it, but I learned a lot, and then after that, that's when I got the Q Studios retouching job, and I loved that job. I stayed there for a decade. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I, I was going to ask when you got out of school, ZBrush probably didn't wasn't a, even a no, thing no, or radar. So what shit. what did you want to do? I wanted to be an illustrator. I mean, three D modeling wasn't even a thing right. for years. It wasn't a thing until I graduated 
college in 95. I didn't get into ZBrush until 2013. So in the middle of that, thank God I found retouching because I would have been a miserable bastard. <laughs> Still <laughs> so, folding jeans uh, yeah, or exactly. something. I don't know. Folding but, jeans and dealing with people. Yeah, like be like a grown man folding jeans, all angry and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but still, I, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be an illustrator, and that wasn't really working out for me. It wasn't like, I wasn't really that good of an illustrator compared to what I'm doing now. That's why I said when ZBrush turned my artwork into what I actually like in my mind, I saw myself doing in my illustration. I couldn't pull that off. ZBrush now I can pull it off. Yeah, it's a, a way better. So. It's really, it's really helped. But yeah, and I made, I got some jobs here and there doing illustration, but nothing, nothing in a professional caliber mm-hmm. that you know would sustain a, a good living. Can you imagine if you were just this forty-year-old man at Hollister or like Aeropostal? That for, uh, first of all, like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to say they opened. I remember they opened the Hollister store in the in Manhattan, uh-huh. and the, the, all the employees were shirtless. They all had to walk around with oh, no yeah. shirt on. They were like with their abs out, and I was like, oh my god, man, this is insane. <laughs> like, every time I went in there, nobody had a, had any clothes on. It was crazy. It was funny <laughs> when I uh, I went back to Abercrombie. I was like maybe 25, 26. I went in with my friend um, just to, just for shits and giggles to just walk around in there. So we walked into, it might have been, it might've been Abercrombie or Hollister, one of the two. We walked around in there just to be like, this is funny because these clothes are clearly for high schoolers. Um, and we're walking around in here <laughs> and we walked around and the, the girl that was working there approached us and we're both Asian. So we, we look a little younger and she goes, you guys are like good looking guys. Um, I'd like you guys to think about becoming models for us. And when they say no. models, it means just you work for the store. <laughs> it's not like you're actually <laughs> becoming models. I was just, I was just right. like, wait, how old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm 27 years old. I'm not going to work here. <laughs> yeah, but you still loved hearing that. I know. I, it, was, it was fantastic. But it was almost like redemption because they rejected me when I was actually you know, of the age where I wanted to work there. Right. Um, and then looking back, but, then they came back six the, years later and they wanted about me back. how manipulating that is. Like, who's going re- to who's gonna turn that job down? Oh, like, not at all. Oh, I'm going to be a model now. It, right. It's just a stupid name for someone who's who's not wearing a shirt but folding their clothes. Right. It's just, it's you know? exactly that. It's you are in the front of the house folding the clothes and saying hi yeah, to people. Look, it, yeah, looking really good, yeah. but, you know, getting minimum wage. Right. It, it, back then, minimum wage was, was shit. Oh, I bet. It's either, it's either you're a model or you run the store like you're a manager, or you are in the back, which is the worst job. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just I, I did all of those things. Yeah. I was in the front for a while, and then I did I did you know back back stockroom stuff right. because I got sick of doing the front. And it's like after a while, it's like I just I'm sick of it all. I don't want nothing to do with this. I'm squandering my skills <laughs> folding jeans because I knew I knew I was an artist and I wanted to be creative, and this wasn't. But you know what sucked me in was like I got discounts on clothes and, uh, that, that's you know i like the clothes so it's like shit i can't afford these jeans what's the uh dis- employee discount all right I'll, can i get an application that's li- literally how i got my first uh, job at aeropostale uh, they had pants in the window that i wanted uh-huh. and i couldn't afford them and which is funny because they were 40 dollars. right and i thought at the time i thought that was a lot of money sure i bet it was at the time <laughs> well it kind of was kind of yeah it kind of was I mean, especially compared to now where jeans are like they could be three hundred dollars, oh, yeah. which is absurd, but forty dollars at the time, I guess that was like nineteen eighty eight were you even born yet eighty eight i was uh, a <laughs> it was eighty seven toddler 
I was 87. <laughs> you were born in 87. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I was, you, I was I, as a joke, I said when you were a toddler, you weren't, you actually weren't even a toddler. You're still an infant. I was, I was very small. I was born <laughs> yeah. in, I was born the day after Christmas, December 26th, 1987. Oh, that's nice. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was probably, yeah, I wasn't, I was probably not even coherent, you know, nothing like basically just a baby vegetable. Do you guys celebrate Christmas? We do. Yeah. So that is that kind of a, a letdown when your birthday got all jammed up with Christmas, so they consider it one thing. So, uh, there, or do you actually have the big party the next day too? There's been an evolution to this. So, as a child, since I'm an only child, Christmas was my favorite because I would get Christmas presents and birthday presents. I'd get double, <laughs> so it felt like my, Christmas was my my jam. They'd split it in half, kind of. Yeah, then they'd give me both. So I, it wasn't like a. Some people are like, oh, so you would just get one gift? They're like, no, I would get both. I would get Christmas right. and birthday. And every Christmas, they would also bring out a cake, and it would be my birthday. Like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Um, yeah. But now, as I've gotten older, I don't get gifts, obviously, other than like from <laughs> either a significant other or a close friend or something like that or a parent. Um, but I don't really get any gifts. Um, I want to go out on my birthday and no one wants to go out because it's the day after Christmas. So it's, right. no one's going to go out that day. And then the thing is too, is it's bookended with Christmas. And then the next big thing that everyone goes out for is new year's. Right. So literally there's no time to celebrate my birthday. So now I'm like gypped and I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> right. I mean, I That's enjoy right. it, but I had I'm, a feeling. I, I still enjoy I, having my birthday the day after Christmas. Cause it's fun. Like it's funny to be like, oh, I always joke around that Jesus came first and then me second. Yeah, you know, and I, I joke around that Christmas Day is uh, Tony Miss Eve, and that my birthday is Tony Miss. Um, but Tony Miss, Tony Mass, <laughs> Tony Mass, <laughs> Tony Mass, Tony Miss, whatever. Um, but I, there is a feeling of man, there's really no time to actually celebrate my birthday anymore. Wow, it's like right after Christmas. Because my mom's birthday is the twenty eighth. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's kind of like same right thing, in between almost. Christmas and and, and but it, yeah, yeah. And, and I, to be honest, her birthday definitely gets lost in there. And you know, we try to squeeze in the happy birthday while we're already celebrating the Christmas. And right. She de- she definitely has gotten gypped out of many celebrations, <laughs> but she doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I know, I know that would have bugged me if that happened to me. Yeah, it, it's been a. Uh, Interesting evolution because, I, I, like I said, as a kid, loved it. As an adult, it's been like, oh, that sucks. Think about all the people whose birthdays are on September 11th. Oh, I have so one of my old boss's birthday is on September 11th, and that's always so weird. Yeah, that's got to be. It sucks. Any, anything, yeah. I mean, September 11th is, yeah, that's that's horrible, horrible, horrible day. Especially if you if you if you're kind of old, like if you're an adult and your birthday was September 11th. It was just a regular day up until up until two thousand one, right. and then like so. If you were having fun on your birthday from that point forward, you were never having fun on your birthday again. No, it's always going to be this weird thing where it, even if you like say your birthday as September eleventh, people are just like, "Oh, that yeah. sucks." Like <laughs> they look at you like you're a dick, right? Like, Why'd you pick that? <laughs> it's like, dude, I, <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't pick it. Yeah, I didn't pick it. It's just a day. It's just a day that's forever uh, memorialized as this yeah. horrible day. That sucks, man. <laughs> um, well, we are coming up on what, like here, an hour forty-five. So we're, we've been going yeah. for a bit. Um, before you go, is there anything you want to plug or talk about? Yeah, there's so much I want to talk about, but I can't say any of it. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to say the only thing I'm I could say is that I'm coming up on G Fest. So anybody planning to go to G Fest? Uh, Keep an eye out. It's out in Chicago, yep. Yeah, I'll be over there. Um, 
after that, I think New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con. Go check that. That's back, but that's in October, so we got a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have random toys coming out. Uh, keep. <laughs> I can't really say who's making them, <laughs> or who I'm working with on them, but I do have a bunch of toys coming out with other toy companies. Hopefully, another X Plus. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep you posted on that. Oh yeah, and um, and I have awesome things going on that I just can't talk about. So uh, hopefully, one of these days I will. Where, uh, so that's it. Where that's can people find you? Uh, Dope Hope at Dope Hope on Twitter and Instagram, and the zeros the for zeros for O's. Yep, make yeah. sure you say that because somebody somebody else took it first. <laughs> <laughs> and Art Station, I'm on Art Station. I'm on DeviantArt. I'll just always look for Dope Hope anyway. And, uh, and if anyone you'll find me, and if anyone wants to uh, reach out to you for commissions, is 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 there yep, a, a that's direct how you, way? That's how you get a hold. That's of me. how you do it. Okay, and, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm always I'm always happy to hear what you have in mind i can't always take the commission but if it's interesting enough or i can if i have the time i will always say yeah perfect man a very interesting commission so that's for sure cool cool well hey man i appreciate you taking the time to uh chit chat with me for a little under two hours here i'm sure you're a busy man no this is cool cool man thanks for considering me of course man of course you're a cool guy well i'll see you soon this is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. And welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Did you know you could find us on the Danger Entertainment Network? Danger? Danger Entertainment. That's right. Sounds dangerous. It... It is. It's a tad bit dangerous. You'd be shocked to find that out. You know, there's a bunch of great podcasts you can find there. Our friends from the History of Bad Ideas podcast, Who to What Now, The Sodded Geek. No, they retired. That's right. They retired. They retired. But there are a bunch of other great podcasts you can find there, along with us. You know, we're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we do pop culture and chili cheese dogs and whatever else floats our fancy. Yeah. Check us out. For sure. For sure. We're... We're on most podcatchers, so give us a look. Peace.